Hi, and welcome to the Virtual Inspiring Podcast with me, your host, Rachel Botfield. This podcast is for virtual assistants, aspiring, new or established. It's a place to celebrate VAs, their journeys and the supportive community we are all part of. I hope you enjoy listening. Hi, and welcome to the episode. Today, I have got Hazel Wayman with me. How are you today, Hazel? Good, thank you. My first time being on one of these. Well, it's great to have you. Um, Do you want to just introduce yourself? So I run Busy Keys Virtual Assistant. So three years, oh, well, we, I have been doing it for three years this month. And I mainly help small business women with all things relating to their content for their online presence, but just general content for marketing their business and getting their message out there. So you started about three years ago. What made you make the decision to become a VA? Well, that's a bit of a a strange one, really, because I know a lot of VAs come from an admin background, but I used to be a vet nurse. And then I had my daughter and she was born prematurely and was really unwell. And as soon as she was born, I realised I didn't want to do nursing related work anymore. But I'm not a sit at home, do nothing kind of person. So I was looking for work from home options that I could fit around young child and sort of I'm not into some of the classic ones like the cake making or that kind of thing I wanted something a bit more standard so I came across virtual assistant work once or twice and didn't think I could people would believe me because I wasn't like I said a classic PA or anything but I did business studies at school and I always really enjoyed it when I got to help with projects in previous roles. So I did it for a fellow NICU mum first, and then she kind of gave me a nudge and sort of told me to get out into the world, and the rest's history, really. That's so interesting. I didn't realise that you were a nurse, a, a veterinary nurse before. How long did you do that for? Ten years in the end, but it's really, like, it is really physical work. So... And it's long shifts usually, even if you're locomin, so that's kind of freelance, which is what I was doing just before I finished. And I just didn't fancy after working so hard to get my daughters to come home with us. I didn't fancy going out for twelve hour shifts and not seeing her. Yeah. That's a tough um, one. It's yeah, just lost its shine. Yeah, I can imagine. I definitely, I would be the same. I wouldn't want to. I mean, it's hard enough anyway, going and making that decision and go out. I mean, I went back to work after six months and I was working with my dad after I had mine. And I was I was awake, but I'm in for a number of years, but it takes its toll on you. So you being able to find something else is very proactive after having a small baby as well. <laughs> and then obviously now getting to where you are today, being successful with clients, it's you know, very inspiring. So <laughs> as we like to hear on this podcast, what do you love most about being the virtual assistant? Obviously you talked about being being able to be at home with your daughter and having that freedom. Is there any other things that you really like about being a virtual assistant? The variety, because no, no two days are the same. You can move things around. You can you, you do different things for different people. So it's all just really interesting. It doesn't get dull and I like the challenge of like running my own business it's it's not easy but I do like it you learn something new and you can you can develop new things to offer people yeah just it's not boring at all 
No, that that is nice of the variety. And with your new copywriting skills. So Hazel and I met during Chantelle's VA Copy College. And Chantelle is someone I've talked about a lot on this podcast as well, because Hannah was on, her episode was out the other week at the time of this recording. And she was a community manager for Chantelle's round. And we've got Linda coming up, who's also part of the Copy College. And I had interviewed Nicola Hurst, who was part of the three-day challenge. And that's where I met Nicola for her to come and connected with her to come on to the podcast as well. So copywriting has linked quite a few of us together. So that's exciting. The course was so great for, well, not only the copywriting, but all the other parts of the business as well with the ideal clients and the discovery call. I know you and I practice our discovery yeah. calls, which I was so, which is really helpful. It's definitely helped me. Um, try to improve those and things that I hadn't thought about asking or you know setting them out in a certain way you found that helpful as well didn't you yeah yeah and I always liked writing and words like at school give me an exam paper and a pen and just leave me to it a bit like talking I can write waffle and I can talk waffle at the same time I'm glad this (laughs) is a podcast not a video because that's a bit more so I knew I wanted to develop my writing and I quite like doing it anyway but I just thought well no harm in investing in making it better so yeah it was really good and yeah some of Chantelle's um, techniques and templates of how to structure things to grab attention because fast-paced social media world these days was really useful and just eye-opening and I find everything I write now is slightly different when I approach it so Mm -hmm. yeah really really enjoyed it yeah I think they also help you because I've always enjoyed writing myself many when I was little I wanted to be a journalist didn't (laughs) obviously going anywhere near that but I that's kind of I really enjoyed writing and some of the templates that she's helped with and like it kind of opens up I think other it kind of gives you an idea for something else as well so they're really great and you can mix and match some of the things I just think it kind of opens all the floodgates really to the creative ideas and how really you have got it in you you just need some little tweaks to help kind of get it out yeah definitely and also I went into it wanting to improve my writing so I could write better for clients but obviously off the back of that I now write differently and better for myself which is then going to improve my business like my own business and yeah it's just been an all-round picture that's been really really helpful and Chantal was very generous with her like masterclasses and her guest experts that were on non-copy related topics. So we really did get a full, oh, we did. full picture of life as a business owner, didn't we? We did. Those masterclasses were fantastic. I've mentioned several of those as well during the different <laughs> podcasts as well. And I've still got a lot of the ones I didn't watch that were from the last, the previous round that we were very kindly of Chantal to include all of those in from the previous um, rounds so we get the extra content there so there's a few there that it's just that you can watch and I think I've probably re-watched the Facebook ads ones um, because that's something I'd like to do in the future for for myself you know use some Facebook ads so it was kind of so hard to absorb all the information at the time because it was like not done Facebook ads so they're definitely ones I'll re-go go back to and and uh, brush up my knowledge on that. Um, sorry, digress slightly from <laughs> from you from our, but that's how we met, and so that's how we 
we've got to know you and love you coming onto the podcast. So what do you think is the hardest challenge you've had to overcome to be in becoming starting your own business and becoming a virtual assistant? Well, I think there's two things really. So first of all was like the self-belief and confidence that actually I have to go out there and sell sell myself. That's a really bad phrase, isn't it? But um <laughs> like when I in my previous job people turned up to the vets with poorly animals and I helped the vets sort it out I didn't have to go and find clients so that was quite hard like learning to network and go and say I can do this and actually believe in yourself because I think especially in the VA industry there are a lot of us that we like being the secret monkeys behind the keyboards making the magic happen but we don't actually outwardly acknowledge what we do and that one I'm getting better at I mean I'd still rather big up clients writing about them as a ghost voice than big up myself but I think that's just because that's who I am but it's getting easier and I think a lot of that is down to how like things I've learned in the copy college I can phrase it without sounding like I'm just saying I'm amazing I can tell them a story of how I've done gone from this position to that position without actually saying wasn't I great I just go I was rubbish I did this and this happened it feels less icky the other thing which is still very much a work in progress I haven't overcome it yet is putting the business down and walking away I'm no good at taking time off because it's it's a baby it's like a baby isn't it it's just it's me if I if if I want it to be successful it's me so I find myself still mulling things over at sort of one in the morning going I really need to go to sleep even though I've turned the computer off yeah that's something I'm I'm still working on but it's getting better I've learned not to ignore my alarm on my phone that tells me it's time to turn the computer off I did that for quite a while set the alarm and ignored it when it beeped and just carried on but yeah that's that's probably my current one that I'm working through yeah so that's kind of the boundary aspect isn't it like we I've mentioned Lindsay before about the masterclass that we had about boundaries. I mean, I myself have done the same thing as you. I set a, a break timer on my laptop to come on every hour to say this and I just, you know, skip it and, and ignore it when actually you think, no, we'd get up and have a walk around to try and stop your legs from hurting from sitting down and things like that. But also at the end of the day, it, it is difficult to switch off. And I think that as well, and especially after the copy college, I've kind of got lots of ideas floating around about things I want to do, but then I want to focus on the clients as well. So it's trying to find the time to kind of fit everything in and kind of make it so you're not forgetting the reasons why you started the business, but at the same time, want it to be successful. And you know, you've got to put that, you know, that extra effort in to make it successful because there isn't like say, you are the person that's going to do that. No one has it perfectly. And I think that you just have to kind of, do your best with what's happening at the time and there's going to be ebbs and flows of it isn't there and I think we're all just and I'm very guilty of it myself we're just all really hard on ourselves about it and we have to I suppose accept that some days we are going to think about it but it would be nice to have a little switch that goes kick the switch and yeah <laughs> you can just you fall can't, asleep <laughs> you can't help when inspiration strikes like I quite often find if I have walked away so I'm quite lucky because I've got horses so I get away from the the desk at some point in the day but things will pop into my head when I'm driving there because I've come from work and I'm going up to there so I have to have a notebook of the car write them down or pop it on my Trello app or something and then it kind of develops and I'm like 
but I can't think about it whilst I'm going down the road on half ton of animal because it needs to be concentrating. <laughs> and I know we talked about before before we started. I I know lots of people if they listen will cringe at this, and it was my choice. We went away for Christmas pre-COVID a couple of years ago, and my daughter was still quite young, so it meant once she'd gone to bed, I wasn't going to leave the hotel room. I wasn't going to leave her in there on her own. That didn't feel right. So I took the laptop and worked with my Christmas chocolates and film and worked. But I made sure it was work that was for me and I wanted to do so that I could watch the film and stop and not feel like I was doing the client a disservice. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I know to some people, like, I worked on Christmas Eve evening, I worked over Christmas would seem crazy, but I actually enjoyed it at the time. It didn't bother me, but... I, yeah, I'm going to work on taking days <laughs> off. Annual leave is not as simple as it was. <laughs> no, it isn't. It's not as simple as just booking the time. I think, although I would be like, I don't want to work on holiday, I think it's very individual choice. You know, there are some people that want to that wake who with at 5am early risers oh. and, you know, want to get up and do all that. And that's, that's great because that works for them. I think we've just got to find what works for you. And if that's what works for you and you're happy with that, then I don't see there's anything wrong with it. We shouldn't kind of beat ourselves up for doing it if that's made us happy. I suppose it's only when it's, if it starts to affect our health that, that it becomes a worry, you know, in that way, if you feel like... But then you kind of know yourself, don't you, that you think, actually, I need to take some time. I suppose over the summer as well, you know, with your daughter breaking up from school as well. And I know with my kids, I'm going to be trying to juggle work and so I can get some time with them. Maybe that means I'll have to work a little bit in the evenings instead of so I can take them out in the daytime. Yeah. Yeah. I think we practiced that over lockdown, didn't we? A lot of us mm. virtual assistants, because we became teachers in the daytime and went went back to the days of children when they were really young and that working in the most reluctant teachers yeah I didn't miss my vocation there but I'm definitely not a 5am riser that is not me I don't do mornings but also since running my own business now I don't know if it's just me but I don't like having time that's not productive so if it's a film on that I actually think I really want to watch this and I want to watch it properly then that's what I'm doing and I'm using that as my relaxed time. But if I'm just sat in the evening because I'm sat down, which I, we all like to, if I'm comfy on the sofa but what's on the telly is not engaging, I might as well be chipping away at something useful because at least it is useful as I go. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yes. Work in progress. <laughs> well, that's all. I think that's just general life isn't it it's always a work in progress (laughs) so you talked a little bit about what services that you offer have they developed or evolved from when you first started to now I know you've added the um, copywriting to your services is there anything else that's changed slightly yeah I think we all did that thing at the beginning where we just said yes to almost anything because we just needed to make a start Um, I think I was very good at the beginning with myself and said maths is not not something I love accountancy so I didn't take on I haven't done anti-money laundering I didn't take on that kind of work because it didn't interest me but I took on not work I don't do now but I took on clients that weren't what I would accept now because they kind of just handed me social media profiles for industries I didn't work in and then wanted me to just 
do it. And I was like, but I don't know anything about what you do. So I am now more selective on who I will do sort of the more fast paced content for like the social media where we all know you've got to show up regularly and it can be demoralizing because you think something's really good and then it doesn't hit the right note because let's be honest you can't guarantee that you hit the mood on that particular day yeah I'm more choosy about that now so I like to work with people that are want a bit more involved they just can't be the physical hands-on and again trying to work on the bigger link into the copy college really but the bigger pieces of content just because it's nice to get your teeth stuck in and do juicy stuff so and a lot of people I'm finding now don't realize what they're doing already they say I can't do that it's like but you're already doing it so I I started over lockdown running brainstorming sessions um a ladies networking group that I'm in the tribe the founder of that was doing a live on Facebook and she said, oh, if everyone in this Facebook group spent a fiver with another member, we'd generate 6K of revenue. So she impromptu created this 6K challenge. And I was like, that's a really good idea, but I don't have a five pound product because I'm not a product based business. My hourly rate's not that. And she said, well, why don't you do something where people buy a ticket and make it a five pound ticket? So I was like, okay. And she said, oh, you're really good when we talk about blogging or Pinterest you're really good at thinking of ideas of what people could do so I the first one I did was blogging and my aim was to cover my entry fee for the program that I took like the membership money that I joined for so I had to sell I think it was 12 tickets of five pounds and I did that and I really enjoyed it the group was too big it was difficult to run and I've since shrunk the groups we do more topics and I run them like series a bit like you run a podcast series, you have six mm-hmm. episodes, then another one. I do that with brainstorming. And yeah, I would never have dreamed of sort of leading a group. If you'd gone back to me three years ago when I turned up to my first networking and I was terrified to even admit who I was and why I was in the room. So yeah, that's definitely evolved. And I've learned a lot about marketing events along the way. It's really tough. But yeah, it's been good. It sounds really good. That sounds great that you've managed to sell sell tickets to go for your group, just proving how much, and like you say, different from where you started to where you are now, that how far you've come in those three years with your knowledge and your confidence as well, to be able to have that, you know, have the confidence to set the group up and sell the tickets. And then, you know, you're successfully running those groups. That's brilliant. That's a really great idea. Have you got any client testimonials or feedback that you'd like to share with share with our guests? Okay, so probably this one was the biggest like light bulb moment. Is that the right way to put it? So I had a client who's very, very good at graphic design and all that kind of thing. That's part of what she does for work. But she hates showing up on social media because she's so busy doing what she's good at. So she asked me to take it on and I was really nervous. I was like, but she's really good at graphics. Like I can't do this. So what I was doing was repurposing her blogs. So I was taking her blogs, taking like, I call them golden snippet sentences out and patching it up for social media. And then after a while, she got really busy and I didn't have blogs left in her library to to repurpose. So we were, she was like, oh, I'm being really unhelpful. I'm not sending you content. And 
from having the confidence that we learned through Chantal, I said, look, do you want me to write, ghostwrite blogs for you? And then you can, I can repurpose them as well, but you've got regular content going out that's still going to be for you. And she was like, and I, I was brave. That was quite brave for me to actually put that forward. I was really nervous and I was, I would have been fine if she said no, because I understand that's quite personal but she bit my hand off, which was a bit of a shock. <laughs> and I did the first one for her a couple of months ago. And I said, look, I get getting to know each other's voice and style can take a little bit of time. So you're going to read the first couple. Don't just think I'm just going to put them live. Plus, I said I wasn't going to put them live on her website because I don't like playing with the back end of people's websites. It's terrifying. <laughs> um, and she, she came back and she's like, you sounded just like me. You got it bang on. And that was just in like a messenger message. She's like, oh my God, I've just read it. It's perfect. I love it. So that was a real boost because she's someone I'd known and looked up to and thought that was a bigger fish and I'd done it. So yeah, that was a great moment. And that was like, yeah, I really do want to do more writing for all these people that say, I want to blog, but can't. And, or I'm no good or it doesn't sound right. It's like, well, it can, it does but we can do it together. It doesn't have to be scary. That's fantastic. Well, congratulations. That's some great feedback there. And great that you've had the confidence. Put yourself out a little bit of the comfort zone to ask her in the first place. And it's obviously paid off dividends now. And that's definitely something that you can use for the future with other clients as well or for new clients that you can start, you know, leveraging your talent, your writing skills. Mm. (laughs) Have you got any advice or tips you'd like to give to anybody that's starting out as a VA now? That's like a massive, I guess it's a massive question in <laughs> or a lot of what ways. Would you, or what would you say to yourself, like looking back when you started, maybe what was the one, the top thing that maybe you would say to do? Okay, well, one thing I did that I know a lot of VAs didn't and wouldn't or if they're in a better position, I didn't have any startup capital. So I know a lot of people take redundancy or they they start up whilst they're still in a job and then they leave. So I didn't. And I spent money on like training or even printing business cards as I earned it. So to anyone who thinks they need money behind them before they can start, you don't. It's, It's possible as long as you are very strict with yourself and very sensible about what you spend on. It's doable. All I would say is sort of crucial spending would be a laptop. You've probably already got one if you're thinking about being a VA. You're probably pretty comfortable on on the computer anyway. Decent antivirus on your computer and make sure you get your insurance, your professional insurance, because especially if you're not burning mega marks, if someone moans, you don't want to be dealing with that. I've got my insurance. I am very lucky clinging to a piece of wood. I haven't had to use it, but... It is something I wouldn't go without. So that would probably be don't be scared to to do it off of off nowhere, like off of no money to start with. It is possible. I turned up to my first networking with A4 paper made into business cards because I thought, well, it was better to give them my name and number on something than nothing. And I made a bit of a talking point of it. I said, oh, sorry, it's not an official one. I really knew, like, being careful with my expenses and so many people respected that so I think be yourself don't watch other people and try and fit how you think people are so again I was worried oh I'm not from a traditional VA background like I'm not 
a lot of people are either ex-military or from PAEA roles and I thought oh it's I'm not gonna I'm not gonna compete but you can I think and as long as you go about your networking and building connections as yourself don't put on like a posh telephone voice or anything like that then you will attract people that you feel comfortable with and then they'll want to work with you so that's what I found easy I mean I definitely find ladies only networking more comfortable for me and that's fine I have a pair of shoes not that I go out now at the moment I'm very happy in my countryside safety zone but I have what I used to call my pair of kick-ass boots so if I put them on and I know I go in somewhere and they do the tap tap thing on the floor that just made me feel good so it kind of got me in the mindset right got my boots on go networking so just yeah find something that that you feel comfortable with and like all my logo and my business name and my branding came from a bumblebee teddy that we were given the day my daughter was born now the day she was born nobody knew what we were gonna get like she was so small and so early she astounded all the doctors even to be breathing when she was born unaided and her godmother gave us a bumblebee so when she was well and home and life settled enough for me to think about work I knew I needed and she was my motivation I needed something in that so that when I look at all my work stuff, I remember why I'm doing it. And then whenever anyone says, why are you called this? Or, oh, I, I really like your bumblebee. It gives me an icebreaker and that makes me feel so much better. I think in the first year or so, I probably talked more about her and why I was called Busy Keys than I did about my services. But it got me over that fear of talking to people. And I know there's a lot of like mums networking, so you can take kids with you. I wasn't in a position to do that at the time because didn't work with nursery or she couldn't go to things like that or they weren't in the right places. But yeah, had I gone to sort of the mums networking where I could take her, I'd been fine because she'd been next to me and talked for hours. But I just used to drag her into conversation, even though she was <laughs> at home. And it Aww. just worked. It just made me feel comfortable and I think that's all you need to start something to to make you feel something you can talk about that makes you feel comfortable and confident that's lovely that's a lovely story I think we say make you feel comfortable because you're when you feel comfortable you're best at getting yourself across your authentic self across which is basically all what people want to know who the kind of person that they're going to be working with as well so if you don't get on at least if you find something to become your to show yourself that people will get to know you and then like you and want to know about your services because sometimes then when you do networking that's how it starts isn't it you meet somebody you get on like a house on fire then it's like oh what do you do oh maybe we can help each other not yeah. necessarily you all have to be throw the sales and obviously I don't really like that I know you don't either you know throw the yeah. sales in your face kind of and my Take like me. two minute intros were absolutely awful because I was so <laughs> nervous and everyone when it was face to face stuff and I mean most of it's on Zoom so people can see mm. and even now I can go oh the spotlight's on me I don't like it but if you've had a chat with someone or someone's mentioned something and they get to know that okay she's not very good or she's not perfect at the the sort of official format of a two minutes but 
she's a mum like me, she's busy like me, she gets nervous like me. That counts for something. And then they follow you and then they see your skills because I'm not a public speaker. It's not what I'm trying to sell. So I don't need to be amazing at that. It's a great tip. It's a very great tip. So my last question that I like to ask everybody is, have you got a favourite podcast, obviously apart from this one, blog or person you like to follow on social media? Well, podcasting has kind of been a new revelation to me in the last year, really, because I found it really useful because I can put my headphones in when I'm doing things with the animals and still learn and listen. So, But I'm not an iPhone person, so it's took me a while to realise how I can do it. But I've discovered Google Podcasts, so that's good. Yes. So I have the equine business assistant so she's kind of like an equine business coach she's not a VA anymore so I like her podcast because obviously my focus it's not a niche I don't like the word niche but I like working with other people that are outdoorsy or horsey because there's I get it and the photos on my phone there's content on my phone to help there's common ground it makes life easy so I like hers and um, I know we've both come across in another free Facebook challenge Lisa Johnson and she has just launched a podcast this week um, obviously when this was recorded so I'm listening to the first three of those and actually I think podcasting is really going to work for her because you can listen to her on the move and yeah she's she's quite good tips for sort of taking stuff in and being realistic that it goes wrong she doesn't shy away from sharing that well, I so. like Lisa Johnson she's very straightforward I thought that in the challenge in the the challenge the videos that she did and then she came into the master classes with Chantal as well and did did a did a live then as well and I managed to catch the end of it after a school run <laughs> And um, yeah, I do. I do appreciate. I mean, she's obviously massively successful and well. She's all done it all herself, and I think it's. I think it's great. I'll be listening to those. Well, I haven't. I don't know where I've missed seeing that she had a podcast coming out. Uh, um, I think she's only just launched it this week. She put a uh, shout out in one of her groups and said, "Oh right." Um, so yeah, it, it's not. It's it's new because she resisted doing one. So I went into oh. this. She said, oh, I'm doing something new. Who wants to know? So I jumped into one of those and it's only come out this week. So, okay. Um, oh, well, I'll have it, a little paper on Google Podcast. And it's called, <laughs> it's called um, Making Money with Lisa Johnson. So, yeah, I found it. I think Apple, she was delayed by Apple. So yeah, they were they meant take... to launch it and then they mm. held it back or something. Again, well, I'm There's been a load of problems with Apple recently. Apparently so, lots of stuff I've been hearing. I will put a link to the podcast in the show notes so that people can find it if they're interested and find and listen to her podcast as well. Is there anyone you follow on social media? Oh, loads. <laughs> like, loads of people. So if it's other VAs, so like for VAs listening to this that, or people that are thinking about starting, then Amanda Johnson. So um, she's B-A-C-T is brilliant. She's ex-military. So that's how I knew that quite a lot of people are, do, are doing that. So she's, I think she's ex-Navy. And I just like her way. I just like the way she talks about life and she's honest and she'll give you a kick up the bum if you need one and be like, <laughs> stop hiding, get on with it and stuff like that. And she's, but she's, she's not, not pushy and that kind of thing. So yeah, she's really good and she's got a lot, she shares a lot of value. So she's got a lot of free downloads and a lot of free blogs. So I read a hell of a lot of her content before I even started. 
just to get my head around things. And she's got Facebook groups where you can ask questions that are free. So, yeah, I just think she's really down to earth, really realistic. She's a mum. It doesn't always go to plan. Like me, she had dodgy internet. So I live in the middle of nowhere, so internet can be interesting. And she <laughs> lived somewhere. I think she was still living on a base somewhere. And they were in control of their internet. So, yeah, <laughs> even even that. She's just really relatable. She's not VA now. She's training VAs. So she's a good good source of wisdom. It's so important to be relatable. And obviously you will be relatable to people who are your people as well. Obviously you like repel and attract depending on the people that like what you're saying. But I think that, I think for a lot of time, marketing is like you have to put on a front or do something to 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 get people in and to get somebody to buy from you the thought that you can't just be yourself and get people to buy from you and it is so important your personal brand and being who you are and doing what you say all those yeah. type of things it's nice to, and it's and you can really tell like like Amanda Johnson and Lisa Johnson you know they are <laughs> same last name yeah <laughs> wasn't planned but, <laughs> but you know they are they're just being themselves and showing how incredibly successful you can be being yourself and people will like you for being who you are. Well, it's been great talking to you today, Hazel, and a great love to hear about your journey. I'm so glad we met in the Copy College and that now we can stay in touch of the future. And I'd love to get to see where everyone is in a year's time to see how far you've come from now and to another 12 months, seeing as how far you've come in the first three years of your business. That would be amazing. We should have like maybe the few of us that are the VA Copy College alumni, we can have like a special podcast where we all come on and talk over each other and tell us how we all are now. <laughs> yeah, reunion. Yeah, That's reunion. Good. That'd be great. <laughs> or do you want to just let um, our listeners know where we can find you? Oh, yeah. So if you search Busy Keys Virtual Assistant, you'll find me most places that you need to so instagram i know that that's got my name on the end so i think it's busy keys virtual underscore and then hazel wayman but yeah if you search busy keys virtual assistant sort of google or facebook then you'll find me i have to admit i'm not a twitter or a linkedin person i am on linkedin to be fair so you could find me but don't expect a fast response because it's just I'm not a corporate styled person. You've probably guessed that in the last X number of minutes. But, um, yeah, I've, I've got to say LinkedIn isn't all that corporate anymore. I think it's moving on. Obviously, there are corporate people on there, but there's a lot of people that I follow and that it's not that it's more about engagement just on the business side of things. So that's my main platform. I like LinkedIn, but it's taken me a while to get used to it, though. So it's a different type of of way than to Facebook. There's definitely slightly different how you would be on the platform. But I will put all your information anyway in the show notes. So if people do want to get in touch with you, they can find you through the link and then I'll put your Instagram and Facebook stuff up there for for them to be easily found. Thanks for coming on and we'll speak to you soon. Bye. So that was the show. I really hope you enjoyed it. I would love for you to connect with me on Instagram. My handle is virtually underscore inspiring or like my Facebook page, which is a virtually inspiring podcast. The link to the show notes will be in the description. Thanks again for listening.